0: The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to Economist.com and get your first month free. And here we are, less than 24 hours from people starting to vote. And the numbers look like this. 33% of the national population, um, 33% of the national popular vote goes to the Conservatives. They're up one point since last week. And the Liberals are at 31%. They're also up one point since last week. The NDP is down two points at 18%. The Greens are down two at 6%. And the People's Party is uh, up one point at 3%. As far as the Bloc Quebecois is concerned, they would receive 29% of supporting Quebec, which translates to 7% of the national popular vote. And that is unchanged from last week. Now, all the party leaders, with the exception of the Bloc Québécois leader, are in the province of British Columbia. And really, many of us feel, most of us feel that that is where the election is going to be finally decided, uh, late tomorrow night, maybe early on Tuesday morning. It'll all start in Atlantic Canada. And yesterday, Blaine Higgs, the premier of New Brunswick, was on the show, and he said he doesn't believe there's going to be anything close to uh, the 30-seat sweep by the liberals of the four Atlantic provinces that happened in two thousand. And 15. So as it all heads toward British Columbia, what's that going to look like? And Mike Smith, a great columnist with Vancouver Province and talk show host at CKNW Radio and a frequent contributor to this program. We're very glad that he gives us his time. His uh, lead column in the province today is All Eyes on B.C. as the federal election comes down to the wire. And it sure has, Mike. Now, all eyes are on British Columbia.
1: Yeah, that's right, Roy. And uh, British Columbia right now, one of the tightest races in the whole country. And <clears throat> speaking of the polls, if you take a look at the polls right here in BC, it shows a three-way race, which is really quite extraordinary. It's like neck and neck and neck between Liberals, Conservatives, and the NDP. Now, as usual, though, you got to sort of drill down into the into the numbers on a, on a regional basis. The Conservatives do very well in the north and interior parts of british columbia in the fraser fraser valley they are expected to do well there again the ndp do well on vancouver island they could have a good night although they're in a in a real scrap with the green party and lots of seats on vancouver island but then you start looking at metro vancouver and that's where i've been drilling down on on some of these individual ridings in the last couple of days and For Justin Trudeau and the Liberals, Roy, this is where they've got the most to lose. Now, if you remember back four years ago, the Liberals won 17 seats in British Columbia, which is really amazing because the Liberals usually do not win those type of numbers in B.C. I mean, these are are kind of historic numbers in British Columbia for the Liberals in this sort of uh, Trudeau mania washing over the province four years ago. Now, they could lose uh, some of those seats back to the Conservatives. And, you know, a couple, give you two examples that jump out at me right away. There's a seat, Mission Matsquee, where the Liberals won. They got no business winning that seat back in 2015. I mean, this is just crazy. That used to be a real super safe Conservative seat. That was Chuck Cadman's old riding. Okay oh, yeah. <laughs> This guy is a conservative legend. Used to be Mark Stroll's old writing. Of course. Or a big chunk of it was anyway. Conservative territory. The Liberals inexplicably win that seat four years ago, so maybe the Conservatives steal that one back. Kelowna Lake Country is another one. This is one of the few B.C. interior seats the Liberals won. The Conservatives used to be a lock there as well. They just won it over and over and over again. Again, the Liberals got no business winning that seat four years ago. So, you know, there's two seats where the Conservatives mainly, maybe steal it back from, from the Liberals, and there's a whole bunch of other seats in Metro Vancouver that are close, too, where maybe the Conservatives could, could uh, take them back from the Liberals, and maybe the Liberals go back to normal numbers. But you know what? <clears throat> um, the Liberals won so many seats here last time, maybe they hang on to 10 or more of them, and that could be enough for Trudeau here to put him, put him back in power
0: it's uh, it's it's going to be fascinating and you look at all four of them all the campaigns the liberals then you have the sheer delight that it wasn't campaign yeah. jaggernaut or juggernaut uh, and uh, and not easy being green. So let me start with the liberals and specifically Trudeau. and you uh, you're right, the liberal liberal campaign will not go down as one of the classics in Canadian history. Analyst Mike McDonald, one of BC's sharpest political minds, told me as you as you knew, uh, a lot of the hope and optimism of the drove Trudeau in two thousand and fifteen has been stripped away. Voters are more realistic about him now, and his negatives are high. The bloom is off the rose.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, if you take a look at the big picture, I mean, you go back <clears throat> go back to January of this year, and Trudeau started the year looking in really good shape to win a second term. Then you had the SNC-Lavalin scandal, which I think the government handled very, very badly, and it went on for weeks and weeks. Then during the campaign itself, we had the, the shocking blackface photos that I think further damaged the Trudeau brand. So, you know, Trudeau's had a very rough campaign here. That said, I think he's He's kind of proven to be resilient so the liberal campaign it never really imploded the bottom never really fell out the polling numbers never really took a big hit for the liberals so he's still hanging in there Um, for andrew sheer i think if the liberals end up winning this thing tomorrow the conservatives might look back at this and say this was the missed opportunity. I mean, we had him right where we wanted them. You had the SNC lavalin scandal, this blackface humiliation for Trudeau in the campaign, and they still can't beat him. Like, how did we let this thing slip through our fingers? So, if if Trudeau wins this wins tomorrow, I think there could be some soul searching in the Conservative Party here, saying, "How did we let this thing slip through our fingers here?" And I think even potentially threatens uh... shears leadership of the party now that doesn't mean the conservatives can't pull this off but i think it's tough i think the conservatives have gotta i think what they got to do is they got to knock off a whole bunch of liberals in ontario and then they've got to dominate western canada and that's not going to be a problem in like alberta and saskatchewan where people are, are mad as hell at the trudeau government but here in british columbia i think the conservatives are gonna Steal back some of these seats they normally would hold that the Liberals won last time, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's going to be enough.
0: Yeah, there's also Mark Norman. There were so many, uh, <clears throat> so many metaphorical yeah, bullets one. in that in that political gun uh, right. that could have been used against uh, Justin Trudeau effectively. And I, at the same sense, you did it just wasn't being done as well as it could have been and should have been. Now, as far as uh, Jagmeet Singh is concerned, he was on the show last weekend. Uh, he, he, uh, he went from somebody who seemed uh, so you know, uninformed, as somebody pointed out yesterday, he had to ask some of his assistants uh, f- for details on, on their own platform or what they were going to do. And, and then, then he morphed into this personable uh, guy that you could identify with and you could listen to and you'd say, yeah, he's, he's like me. Um, and I think that's done a tremendous job. In, in at least familiarizing Canadians with Jugmeet Singh. But what's it going to mean in real terms tomorrow in British Columbia, do you think?
1: Well, I think Singh, he's obviously had a good campaign. And at the start of it, I mean, the, N- the NDP are almost like comatose going into this campaign they were, at the yeah. start. And there were very low expectations for Singh. And in the run-up to it, uh, I think he had some poor interviews that reflected badly on him. There were stories about uh, the NDP was not being able to raise any money. Uh, the NDP lost uh, some c- crucial by-elections. It just looked really, really bad. And in some ways, maybe that was a good thing for him because there was no pressure on him. So I think he went into the campaign as a guy who had no low expectations, no pressure was pretty loose and easy going on the campaign seemed to be sort of enjoying himself and had many kind of very memorable moments you remember the guy who told him to cut his turban off and and stuff yes. like that yes. where he was very classy and dignified very in much and for maybe for a lot of people who didn't really know who this guy was which is probably the majority of Canadians maybe getting to know him for the first time maybe they thought okay you know maybe he's a bit of a sort of a likable guy now that said i still think the ndp are going to lose a bunch of seats in quebec tomorrow and but maybe they do maybe they've saved, saved the furniture here in a lot of these other ridings the sweet spot for him is a minority government, which I think is a distinct possibility tomorrow. And if somehow, some way, the math breaks down that he ends up holding the balance of power here in a minority parliament, then that's obviously a pretty sweet place to be. So yeah. I think he's probably yet, going to be dreaming about that tonight.
0: Yeah, and yet, Mike, they're still only at 16% nationally, yeah. according to the most recent uh, Ipsos uh, poll, from right. about an hour ago. Now, yeah. let me ask you, uh, can you stay with us a couple of minutes longer? Sure, certainly. Let me take a break, and uh, then we'll come back. The uh, Ipsos poll shows that the Conservatives are strongest. West of Ontario, west of the Ontario-Manitoba border, the Liberals points east, and British Columbia, well, there's no real preference which has emerged yet. We're speaking with Mike Smith, political columnist for the province, radio talk show host at CKNW in uh, Vancouver about this. So, Mike, if we move from the liberals and we move from the conservatives and we move from the the New Democrats to the Green Party, um, nothing much going on, huh?
1: Well, you know, the... Uh, no, no, I
0: shouldn't say that because because I'm talking now nationally, and <coughs> your, your focus is on British Columbia, of course, in this in, the, in, the, in this column.
1: Yeah, well, listen, the, the Green Party basically, it's basically based on Vancouver Island, And that's basically it we're like a separate country from everybody else we're like the the republic of vancouver island everywhere (laughs) else it's it's basically andrew shear versus justin trudeau on vancouver island it's the green party versus the ndp it's very strange it's like every riding here is basically a two-way fight between the ndp and the green Party. so why is that well you know this is kind of ground zero for the environmental movement and elizabeth may has been a popular figure around here in her riding in suburban victoria here that's probably one of the safest seats around she will definitely be re-elected in her own seat the green party has got one other seat in the house of commons right now in nanaimo on vancouver island which they won in a by-election earlier this year they knocked off the ndp they may very likely keep that seat all the other ridings there are seven of them in total on the island all of them leaning pretty much, it's, it's an NDP Green fight, and there was a lot of optimism in the Green Party that they would punch through here, and win. A, and the Green Party might win a bunch of these seats. The performance of NDP leader Jugmeet Singh, however, and the bad performance, I think, by Elizabeth May, the Green Party leader, has kind of reversed those fortunes, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, the NDP are looking pretty confident that they'll probably hang on to uh, a lot of these seats on Vancouver mm-hmm. Island, although one little one little wrinkle to keep in mind is could the conservatives potentially break through in one or two ridings on the north part uh, Vancouver Island, where they've they've got some uh, some support up there, too. Okay. So, but it's basically an NDP Green fight here, and it, this has been a, a disappointing campaign, I think, for Elizabeth May and the Green Party. When
0: the campaign began, I expected mm-hmm. things to improve significantly for the Green Party, and here we are. They're treading water, and as you said, I had the same sense that it wasn't much of a campaign for Elizabeth May. It's like she's been around too long, But but then what option do they oh. have? Because she was the only... MP for the longest time. Mike, what about uh, Granville um, and, uh, and Jody wilson Raybold?
1: Oh, boy, that's one of the ones I'm going to be watching super closely tomorrow night, Roy. And I think Jody Wilson-Raybould, of course, the, the former liberal MP, Justin Trudeau is a former attorney, attorney general who was uh, ousted over the uh, uh, SNC-Lavalin scandal, running as an independent. In that riding, and I think she's going to win it. I, I spent some time in that riding, interviewed her in her campaign office. That campaign office was just humming along. It was full of full of volunteers. She's got these very distinctive kind of black and white uh, lawn signs that are just all around the riding. And I think she's looking pretty good. I mean, she's it's very unusual for an independent candidate to win any election in Canada, but I think she could defy the, the odds and... Uh, and win this one. So if I'm going to put my money anywhere, I'd bet that she's going to win that one tomorrow night, and we'll have at least one independent MP in the House of Commons, I think,
0: tomorrow. One of the theories that I hear again and again and again and again is, Liberals are going to have trouble and uh, a minority victory for Justin Trudeau would be like a loss after what they accomplished in 2015 and he should be able to come back after one term and do significantly better than they are. So I hear people telling me, you know what's going to happen? Trudeau's going to be pushed out and Jody Wilson-Raybould is going to be in there oh. as the next liberal leader. I hear this again and again and again.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that'll happen personally. I don't think Myself. so either, buddy. It's
0: what no. people are saying and talking about.
1: Well, you know what? If, if you just look at the... I think Trudeau will win tomorrow. Um, whether it's going to be a majority or a minority, we will we'll, we'll see. But if, if you just take a look at kind of the, 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 the body language of these, of these two guys in, in the last few days, uh, Trudeau just looks a, a bit more confident to me. I think that shows the liberal war room maybe likes the numbers they're looking at. Andrew Scheer looks a little less confident to me, seems to be fighting off the back foot seems it looks a little desperate, throwing out a couple of Hail Mary passes, like saying Trudeau's going to hike the G- GST. It's a bit of a desperate tone there. So I, I, the way it looks to me right now is the Liberals, it feels like the Liberals are going to win this tomorrow. Now, if it ends up in a minority... Well, that's a whole other ball of wax, and, and that'll, there'll be some an interesting intrigue to, to come here in the days ahead if we get in a minority tomorrow night.
0: Mike, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. British Columbia is such an interesting, uh, not only interesting province, but it's such an interesting political reality in Canada because it can stand on its own or it can be with everybody else. It's just like British Columbians decide this is who we are, this is what we're going to do, and the yep. rest of the country just pays rapt attention.
1: Well, that that's why I say to my friends as a newspaper columnist, I never have writer's
0: block. <laughs> Mike, thank you for the time. <laughs> Anytime, Roy. Take care. Mike Smith from the province in Vancouver, NCKW Radio, our great chorus station in the city, of course. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend.